1: Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello, fine friends. Uh, I hope all of you are doing well on this Wednesday. How easy is it to lose track of the days? Uh, It's hump day. We love hump day around here. It is time to get into the show, Outkick the Morning with me, Charlie Arnold. And today, like I mentioned before, it is Power Slap Five. Move this down just a little bit. Power Slap Five happening today. It goes down at the Vegas Apex, uh, the same place that a lot of the UFC fights are held. And I definitely have my work cut out for me. Uh, I'm telling you, these events, they are so much fun, but they are very, very different than UFC. What I'm responsible for is I'm responsible for doing reports on some of the various competitors as they are walking out to the octagon. So you'll hear me on headset chiming in with the two cents that I gathered while doing my meetings with them. And I try to find the most interesting information that I possibly can. So while we have three guys on commentary, we've got Dan Helley, Michael Bisping, and Alan Joban, uh, they all weigh in in their different aspects, you know, talking about what you can expect from them technically, competitively. Uh, They also got a lot of interesting information, but I always try to look for that extra layer as something that really sets each competitor apart from the other. So I'll be doing those reports today. In addition, I will also be doing all of the post-fight interviews. And what I have to say about a lot of the Power Slap guys is a lot of them don't come from so seasoned media training backgrounds. You know, a lot of them As an example, like some of them could be driving, I think I mentioned this yesterday, driving for DoorDash a week ago, and now they find themselves in Power Slap, or they are professional welders. Uh, There's one guy who's a taxidermist. So a lot of these guys, they never imagine themselves being uh, in a position where they would be with a microphone in front of their face. So sometimes you just have no idea what's going to come out of their mouth. But for me, I thrive in that environment. I love playing off of their energy. It's so much fun. Uh, So that's where you can expect to see me today. Lots going on, uh, but I want to get into it a little bit more with each and every one of you, because I I do realize a lot of you probably are not familiar with Power Slap. It's relatively new, at least here in the States, uh, uh, mainstream states, I would say, because Power Slap just launched with their first event back in March, uh, and now they're on their fifth event. So things are really rolling along. Uh, They're definitely gaining steam, and when I tell you that these events are packed out, they are insane. So the apex I think can hold roughly about 150 people comfortably seated. Uh, I think for these events, they have around 300 people. So there are people where it's standing room only. There's all types of celebrities, influencers in the house. Uh, I was talking to the commissioner of power slap yesterday. He told me that they have gotten to the point where there are some people who are requesting to come out of state and they ask for packages of 10 tickets or so. Obviously they can't grant 10 tickets to everybody who asks because Uh, I think that might be a little bit of a fire hazard, Uh, but point is power slap is totally picking up. And again, for those of you who aren't familiar, it is super insane. Uh, The way I would describe it, it's really a display of brute strength. Two guys standing on the power slap stage, podium in between them, and they're exchanging blows. I mean, these guys have been practicing smacking the crap out of those bob bags, Uh, also doing different type of resistance work to make sure that they have a super strong swing And the craziest part about it is the person standing across from them, they have little to no defense tactics. What they do, they tighten up their upper body. They grip a what's almost like a noodle-esque type of object behind their back. And then they really grip into that and they clench their jaw and... Honestly, you just hope for the best. Uh it's pretty insane, but the thing is, it is sanctioned by the Nevada Athletic Commission and there are plenty of sanctions in place. Plenty of doctors around. Uh they're definitely as safe as they possibly can be about it. But now that I've I've given you a little bit of the background instead of telling you more about it, why don't I just show you? Watch this there's a guy who's competing tonight his name is Nate Bernard he's 25 years old he's out of Buffalo New York the guy is an absolute beast Uh, He's had two matches so far in Power Slap, both of those super dominant knockouts, and now he finds himself in the heavyweight showdown versus another competitor, Damian DeBell. Unlike many of the guys in Power Slap who either have some MMA experience, a lot of them have a bit of a fighting background, uh, some of them have no athletic experience at all, like I mentioned. Bernard is a little bit different in the way that he has experience, but he has football experience, which I will tell you does translate very nicely over to Power Slap. And he also works in football, but I am going to let him tell you about that because I got a chance to catch up with Bernard last night. So let's take a listen to that. All right. So Nate Bernard, here we are. Uh, You are really at this point, just hours away uh, from contending for the heavyweight championship and power slap. How are you feeling right now being in this position? This is only your third fight ever in Power Slap. And to be in such a spot is is pretty phenomenal.
2: It's I'll say it's definitely a humbling uh experience. I think more of the nerves uh set in the day before I left on the plane to get here. And then um, you know, as soon as I got here, it was more of a real calm, nothing but unshaken confidence. I feel I feel very happy with myself right now.
1: Well, I had a chance to interview both you and Damian DeBell alongside each other um, earlier today. Which you know, by the time this this interview airs, it will have been yesterday. Uh, and you guys both seem very confident and cool heading into this. I mean, it doesn't feel like emotions are all over the place. <laughs> that you see in some of the slap fights.
2: Yeah, I mean, with this one, it's there's not too much he knows about me. And there's not too much I to know about him, other than that he is the champion as of now. And I'm here to go ahead and take that from him. So there's not too much animosity towards each other. We're just, uh, we're I was speaking to him a little bit beforehand, even during weeks before, during the promo, mm-hmm. uh, when we came down here for the promo shoot and everything. And um, I mean, he's, he seems pretty level-headed and know where, knows where he's at. And, and for myself, I, I know where I'm at. We're both not really much of trash talkers, but we'll go ahead and handle business. So tomorrow's
1: uh, Yeah. It's, it's and, be and, nice. and just so anyone who doesn't know what you've been up to, you have come into Power Slap and completely dominated your competition, two straight knockouts in as many fights. Uh so we definitely know you are here to handle business. So a lot of our viewers probably aren't so familiar with slap fighting because it's it's not so mainstream yet, right? So mm-hmm. power slap just really came to fruition. Uh Really earlier this year, uh beginning of this year, it all started really getting underway. So let's talk about the training. Uh, what does it take to be a good slap fighter?
2: I say it just takes the willpower and know that you know what you're signed up for. It's you're going to slap and you're gonna get slapped. You know what you're signed up for. We've had people that have come in and you know back down when they see other people either get slapped harder than, than they expect, but what else do you expect when someone else wants to go ahead and you know take your head off as much as you want to take theirs so that's involved either with Mm -hmm. your neck with your arm and a lot of different techniques but you definitely have to have a willpower to want to be here
1: well yeah and there's 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 two tactics you a have to work on your arm right your swing uh there's Mm -hmm. there's uh, a lot of I guess facets as far as that goes. But then it's also you just mentioned your neck strength. Uh people don't realize that when you're on defense, you really have to tense up because you're getting the crap yeah. smacked out of you in a lot of instances. And you got to make sure everything's tightened up so you don't whiplash um and you don't get injured uh mm-hmm. any any more than, than need be. So um what have you been doing this this camp? Because I know we we talked about this earlier. You said you specifically we're honing in on your neck strength this time around, which, by the way, is going to come in handy because your opponent, the bell, he won the coin toss, so he will slap first, which means you will be eating the first shot.
2: I think for myself, I mean, it's just been big on focusing on my neck, focusing on my traps, my scaps, making sure that I'm braced. And um, my last match against Dwayne Crespo, that was really a big, um opportunity for a lot of people to see whether I or not I have a chin. And the first slap, I think it was more of just a wake-up call like, oh, I'm really here. We're really doing this. Mm -hmm. And now that I got that out of the way, I feel very confident in myself. I'm it's it's really unshaken with with coming against a bell and he has the first slap. I was more so excited because I knew that at some point it was gonna happen. At some point I was gonna lose a coin toss and let's just get this one out the way. So when it comes time for me to go ahead and slap him, we're ready to rock and roll.
1: Yeah, and you know, Nate, this isn't like you're becoming an athlete for the first time. You've been an athlete your whole life. Talk to me about your background and how you feel like that has really set you up for success here in Power Slap.
2: I think just being being always in a competitive family and a competitive nature uh, of myself has really helped me with Power Slap. Um, coming from a huge football background with my father, one being involved with football in college all the way to the NFL and working with the NFL and myself going through high school, not and then in college and playing in that sense, not working for an NFL team. Like it's just been it's just that it, initial it contact, who, you,
1: who you played you know? for.
2: And so I played for a Southwest Oklahoma State University and my father. never played but he was the uh video video guy at utah state but now he had just recently moved to the video director at the green bay packers after being after after being at the buffalo bills for 16 years so i mean football's just been big in our in our family and that's what's really helped with power slap of that initial contact because we 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 love that we love that we love we you know, we really thrive off of that.
1: Yeah, I, I can imagine. And you, uh, because like I said, a lot of people don't don't know who you are. I I obviously have, the, have had the opportunity uh, to get to know you on several occasions up to this point. But you, Nate, you work for the Buffalo Bills. Yep. So talk about your job with the team and how cool it is and um, all of the praise you've been getting around the facility leading up to this big championship fight.
2: Oh, it's been exciting. So for those who don't know, I work for the Buffalo Bills as a security guard. Um, it's not the guys in the yellow jackets that you see during the during the games. We're more so behind the scenes work. A lot of our work is either we're sitting posted up, watching cameras, making sure everything's solid. But then a lot of our other work is really um, coach and player detail, making sure that they're solid after the after they have an away game or a home game, making sure everything runs smoothly behind the scenes.' We're those that are really, not seen, but will be heard when it comes to. So we're really in charge of those in the yellow jackets that you see, you know, during normal games. And I mean, it's just exciting all around. The Buffalo Bills have been really backing it. One big one is uh, Deion Dawkins. Another one, Dalton Kincaid, Josh Allen, and Dalton Kincaid as well. Called actually Dana White after my last match, and just to tell me that um, congratulations and everything. And Shaq Sha- Sha- Lawson has just been a huge supporter as well. Seeing him at my other job at downtown working security at a few nightclubs. I mean, I'll see him almost on the regular every now and then. And he's just been, you know, big support. And he knows who I am, knows my father. So that's so it's cool. Just, it's been exciting all around.
1: I mean, we got to get some of these guys. I know right now they're in season and they have sure. more pressing things to do than come out to Vegas and watch you slap fight. Although I'm sure they would love to see it in person right now, but. We got to get them in the off season. We got to oh, get yeah. the whole squad to come out to the apex or, you know, who knows, maybe by then they'll even have a bigger venue locked up. Uh, and that would be such a, a cool thing for you all to experience together.
2: Oh yeah. No, that would be a blessing. I mean, even just seeing, and I feel like it just goes back to like for Buffalo itself. I mean, everyone just kind of kinds of backs their own there. If someone's doing something great from Buffalo and then you see that, you know, there's some notoriety of like, Hey, they're going ahead and getting out of what this is and they're trying to make a name for themselves and put the city on it in a different way. Let's go ahead and support them. And so it's just been a lot of love all around.
1: Yeah. One of the things you always say, and it sticks out to me because young Jeezy is, was one of my favorite rappers yeah. and they, you, you always talk about putting on for your city. So obviously it registers, you know, the Jeezy. Right, right. In my brain. Uh, you also told me today that if you do, Get a victory, you know. Obviously, that comes with a bigger paycheck. You have some philanthrop- philanthropic there's the word, uh, goals in mind as to how you as to how you can help Buffalo uh, in different ways. So, talk to me about that.
2: So, I had a meeting not too long ago with a with a, a buddy of mine, and I know that he wants to go ahead and you know give back to the city in some way. And so, a thought that came to him and even myself is, you know come Thanksgiving, you know, just giving, having a little food drive and giving out, you know, turkeys and, and uh, canned food and everything like that. So just being able to help in some sense like that. I mean, that's just, that's just a beautiful thing. And I know that there's a lot of uh, other people that would love to be involved in that. I know a big one is Stevie Johnson, ex-Buffalo Bill player. He's always involved in Buffalo and in, in Buffalo community activities. Um, You know, the Bill's, are also always involved with Buffalo community activities. So, I mean, to be even to maybe be in cahoots with them, that'd be great. But I know it's me and my buddy want to go ahead and try to do this for, you know, for the city and for those who, in some of the, you know, more unfortunate areas don't have that much to be able to, uh, you know, have a good Thanksgiving, you know?
1: That's fantastic. Uh, Before I let you go, Nate, because I know you got to get to bed. Big day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. what would you say? Because there are people out there that say, this is crazy. Why <laughs> would you compete in a sport like this? It doesn't make any sense to me. What What do you say to those people?
2: I mean, the biggest thing goes to, I mean, whether you hate it, whether you, whether you love it, you're going to still watch it. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. And I'll be honest, for those that are big social media people, the more negative comments, the more uh, problems you put on there, it's just going to push that idea even more so that's what it is if yeah. you go ahead yep. and negate and negate and negate something it's going to be more on your stream that's just the thing so um, but the biggest thing people hate it love it they're going to watch it and to be honest I, you should watch it it's, it's a lovely thing it's a great thing i mean i've seen it change other people's lives it's doing a number on mine right now so it's it's exciting
1: uh, that's awesome. And I definitely would concur. Uh, there's a reason why they're on the fifth event of the year already, uh, yeah. far surpassing their goals, already tons of sponsors on board, uh, signing up a lot of incredible athletes like yourself. Uh, and and they're already getting ready to launch their second uh, rendition of the reality series. So lots of big things happening in the power stop world. Nate, I'm super excited to see you do your thing against the bell uh, guys. This is the heavyweight championship match. So make sure you are tuned in rumble. Tonight, to see this guy taking on the heavyweight champ, so that's all we've got, Nate. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm gonna see you later.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much.
1: So, one of the really cool things, uh, like you probably just saw with Nate, is these guys, uh, you know, some of them have a little bit of an ego, uh, just because they walk in, and that may be how they just are in everyday life, but. Truly, a lot of these competitors, they are just salt of the earth type guys. They are very appreciative to be in the position that they're in. And they, a lot of them, realize this is kind of a, a shot at having a career. It's something they probably never would have had otherwise. A lot of times it's come out of left field for them. Um, and the recruitment ways, uh, starting in the beginning up until now, have changed drastically. Uh, because at the very beginning, you know, they were really just looking for people that could be interested in the sport. Didn't have much of a background. Now, as I was talking to the commissioner of Power Slap yesterday, they are more so targeting real athletes. So expect to see in the new uh, iteration of the reality show, which I'm not exactly sure of the precise date, which it's going to launch, but expect to see a whole different crop of talent in that one. It's going to be very exciting. And not to mention, you can bet on Power Slap. I'm not not the betting girl, uh, but they have lines on all the Power Slap fights and people get really into it. And there's just one more way. For everybody to get involved. Okay. Uh, speaking of getting people involved, I want to I want to get another guy involved on this show. Uh, so I say, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in outkit contributor, David Hookstead.
3: Good, good to see you, Charlie. Happy to Hello. be here.
1: Hello, David. Um, okay, so I just got into all the things Power Slab. A lot of people, when I bring this up, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Other people are like, oh, my God, I saw those clips go viral on the Internet. That's absolutely insane. David, tell me what you know about Power Slap.
3: So I must admit, I have never seen a Power Slap match, but I am a huge fan of Dana White, and I'm a huge fan of Sin City. So anything that takes place <laughs> in Vegas that he's involved with can't be that bad. So it seems interesting. I saw some of the clips. It seems brutally violent, but, hey, that's that's what combat sports is.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people get it mistaken and they want to say, oh, well, how, how in the world would the Nevada Athletic Commission sanction such a thing? But truth be told, Power Slap has been around for a long time. Like Power power Slap is just the promotion, you know, that Dana White has built. But But Slap Fighting has been taking place all over the world for, God, years now. Uh, And it's and it's very, very popular, especially in places like Eastern Europe. Um, You know, they're they're a little less, I guess, traditional in the rules uh, in just like the general uh, slap fighting world. Uh, They don't have as many safeguards in place. So actually, this is about as safe as it gets if you are looking to get into slap fighting. So, David, just letting you know, if if you have any dreams of one day getting involved, I would go this route rather than uh, traveling to Russia uh, and probably doing it there because you might get more injured. Uh, <laughs>
3: well, fair <laughs> enough. I I appreciate the advice. I'll keep that in my mind.
1: Uh, okay, someone else that probably should have taken some advice. Uh, we say this time and time again. She gets in her own way. And for whatever reason, we don't know because she is a self-proclaimed feminist, yet all of the things she does scream in the opposite direction. Okay, so Megan Rapino, once again making headlines, this time because she's raising money for Gaza, despite her wife being... Israeli. I mean, n- none of this adds up. Uh, the fundraiser she is supporting, it can be found in her Instagram bio. Her profile picture, naturally, is BLM, which, as we know, also a pro-Palestinian group, uh, and not even pro-Palestinian. I'm gonna go as far to say they're a pro-terrorist group. Uh, as we saw, they had the picture with the paraglider uh just a week or so ago. Uh Megan Rapino also has pronouns in her bio. And to top it all off, she's got the rainbow flag. Is is Megan Rapino just, like, asking for people to criticize her? What, what's going on in her head right now, David?
3: Yeah, well, I don't know if anyone can get inside the head of uh, Megan Rapino. She's a very dumb person. We shouldn't <laughs> pretend like she's not. Anyone that's stupid enough to side with the group that slaughtered more than 1400 israelis killed dozens of americans kidnapped hundreds of people including americans for her to side with the people that hamas rules over enjoys broad support from within gaza Make no mistake about it. People in Gaza love Hamas. This is not something you can separate. She is literally raising money for people that give refuge and safety to the people we are hunting down. And her fiancé wife, I'm not sure which one it is, is literally a Jewish, an ethnic Jewish woman who has Israeli citizenship. Did she not watch the news? They beheaded women. They beheaded babies. They cut babies out of the stomach uh, stomachs of pregnant women. And Megan Rapinoe has the audacity to support BLM which literally celebrated Hamas murdering kids and raise money for the people that we might have to launch a hostage rescue mission against that will be shooting at american troops.
1: It, yeah, okay, so I I don't know anything like I I mean I'm, I I do know like so, somewhat about her her wife fiance of course but um She must be dumb, too, I mean, at at her core, because to be with a woman who celebrates a terrorist organization and knowing that she herself is an Israeli Jew, I just don't I don't even see how that would work in a relationship. I feel like I mean, I don't even know what to compare that to. But in so many other relationships, you see couples splitting up over things that aren't even as. Polarizing. I mean, this is something I have to imagine. You know, if if any of them had any sense in their brains, that they would be arguing about every night because they are. This is like opposite ends of the spectrum, David.
3: Absolutely. I can't imagine sharing a bed with someone that literally supports the side that slaughtered my people, that came across the border, killed people at a music festival, went home to home, massacring families of Israelis. Which again, I cannot press this enough for the audience. Sue Bird is an Israeli. Megan Rapinoe is literally siding with the people that want Sue Bird dead and would kill her in a heartbeat. And for the record, Hamas would slaughter Megan Rapinoe for being gay and not even think about it. She wouldn't survive a day in Gaza. They would kill her and drag her body around the street for fun. That is a fact. How stupid are you to cheer? It is a chicken cheering for KFC. It is a cow cheering for the butcher. How dumb are these people, Charlie?
1: Uh, they're very dumb, but it also reminds me of Rashida Talib, who had the Palestinian flag and also the uh, trans flag outside of her office. You know, hanging next to each other. When it's like, "Hello, you moron!" Uh, if you had a trans man or woman in in this state, they would be thrown off of a roof. So, uh, I I don't understand. There's there's a lot of uh nonsense happening in the world right now megan Rapino, uh just one speck of it uh but of course you know it, it's just time and time again we thought she was going to go away when she retired from soccer it seems like she's trying to hang around as much as she possibly can grasping at straws uh supporting uh, of course like we just mentioned a terrorist group now um okay uh from the people that support the terrorists to those that are supporting the people that need our support right now uh, the eagles thankfully, have honored American hostages who are captured by Hamas. They had 10 American flags at Lincoln Financial Field for their game against the Dolphins. I feel like we haven't seen enough displays of support by the NFL. We, we've gotten a lot of statements, but just flat out displays like this, which I find to be incredible. We haven't seen enough of them, but it's a start. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw the Eagles do this?
3: I was filled with so much joy and not just me. I got so many emails from OutKick readers about what the Eagles did. And for us covering it, just saying, thank you. We feel alone. We feel like no one cares about us. We appreciate the support. And I want to drive this point home. There are 10 American citizens that share the same passport. You and I have the same, Mm -hmm. uh, the same backgrounds you and I have as Americans, the U.S. military and the Israelis are prepping to possibly go into Gaza to save them. There is you have to pick a side. And for all the people that rallied on college campus with Hamas to then see the Eagles, a billion-dollar organization, and the Giants did it too, to be fair, to come out and say, We honor the 10, the 10 people. And for anyone who is not on the side of the American hostages, understand you are automatically on the side of the terrorists, then there is no gray area. And I'm not going to get into the tactics of what's about to happen. It's not something I'm going to talk about. It will make Black Hawk Down look like a picnic if this operation to save those ten minutes launched. So how dare any American not stand with those hostages? I give all the credit in the world to the Eagles. Every team in the country should be Great. doing that.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is I'm grateful. Like you mentioned, the Eagles have thrown their support out there, made it very loud and clear. The Giants, but where are the other thirty teams in the league who have games? every single Sunday. I mean, since war broke out, what, there's been at least three games. Uh, Where, where is everybody else? I mean, you know, all the support, remember we saw all the support for all the other causes BLM was all over the place. Where's, where is the outpouring of support for these 10 Americans who are stuck in a a situation I can't even imagine.
3: It it goes back to the, These people want to play both sides. They want to straddle the middle. Let's not forget the NBA canceled games during the height of the BLM riots because Jacob Blake, an absolute scumbag, was justifiably shot by the police while trying to take his two kids, which he was not allowed to have, essentially kidnapping. That's what happened. The NBA canceled games over that. They didn't play because the police shot a guy to save two children. That's crazy. So if the NBA is going to cancel games over that but can't get on their feet and raise awareness for 10 hostages held by terrorists. I'll, I'll never watch an NBA again, and I'd encourage no one else to.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the internal discussions are like, because, you know, a lot of people are, they're riding the fence. You know, they want to show support for one side, but they don't want to get the backlash from the other that comes along with showing their support for one given side. Do you think that's what's happening with the leagues right now, where they're just thinking, okay, we'll stay out of this, even though. I mean, let's be honest, BLM uh, ended up being the opposite of what they portrayed themselves to be. I mean, that was nothing but a a complete embezzlement uh, scheme on their parts and and really represented nothing. And as we've now found out, they are pro-terrorist. What do you think it is that's going on within the sports leagues that they are not willing to put out their support so evidently?
3: They lack lack a spine. They lack courage. And here's what I would tell anyone who is in the middle— Sometimes the man who has to stand for what's right has to stand alone. And if that means only the Eagles and the Giants are willing to say, hey, we stand with the hostages and the other 30 teams are too cowardly to do so, then that's on them. I will give credit to the Vikings owner. He released a very forceful statement after the attack, not pretending that there's any moral equivalency. He condemned Hamas, made it clear what they had done was horrific and that he stood with Israel at a bare minimum. That is what everyone should do. They killed Americans. They didn't just kill Israelis, Charlie. I cannot drive this point home enough. They slaughtered Americans. What are we going to do about it?
1: Uh, well, I I don't know. That's, that's probably a pretty loaded question. What are we going to do about it? Uh, but uh, thank you for your insight on that. It scares me to think about what we're going to do about it. Quite honestly, uh, I, I would hate to see us end up in another world war. Um, I'm just hoping for now we can uh, get the support where it's needed, especially from you know, the 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 teams that we're watching play every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday. Um, okay, let's move on to another topic, David. Um, we have GQ, who I thought was like one of the manliest magazines alive. I mean, that was the impression that I got from GQ. GQ while, you know, reading it and perusing it over these past, I don't know, couple of decades that I've been alive. Uh, but they are now celebrating the first nine non-binary and transgender. Referee. And there was a quote from the referee named Che Flores in the magazine that said, When I started refereeing, you had to look a certain way. This is the first time I'm comfortable expressing myself through my own fashion and not having to worry about it. I feel 100% myself now. Okay. So obviously, this isn't a surprise. I mean, we're allowing transgenders in every single lane of life right now because, you know, progressiveness uh but it's it's going to be interesting because I feel like in a game situation uh people don't care about pronouns they're not worried about how they're addressing others hey man grab that hey man get this for me is this going to be an issue or oh my gosh this is this is hatefulness you're a bigot because you've misgendered me what's going to happen with this do, do you see this being a I guess a happy marriage between this ref and a sporting league
3: Well, if there's any common sense left in the world, which I'm doubtful of, there won't be any issues at all because people just won't care. The problem is we've now entered this weird area where it went from we just want to be treated equal to we want to be celebrated and we want to be accommodated no matter what we want to do. If you're comfortable in your own skin and maybe this person is, I don't know them. Why do you have to do a GQ interview announcing that to the world? I don't get on Twitter in the morning and announce to the world I'm comfortable with who I am. It's just it's just a fact of the matter. And furthermore, like your point said, it shouldn't matter in a game. All that matters is winning and losing. Can you do the job? The fact the NBA is making a big deal out of this makes yeah. no sense to me. Shouldn't your qualities and work ethic matter? And this person is also non-binary and transgender. That's not even possible as far as I know. But again, it's such a wild situation. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a minefield.
1: Yeah, I actually don't know if that could exist because I'm so confused, honestly, when I try to identify, you know, as much as you can, you try to, well, especially, you know, if you you don't want to be kicked off social platforms, you got to be politically correct, right, David? Uh, I've just gotten so confused these days. I, I don't even know how to address a good, a good grouping of people in the world right now. Uh, but like, to your point, why are we celebrating everyone's sexuality these days i don't understand if i go out into the streets and i'm like hey everyone i'm a straight woman like throw me a party i mean wouldn't, i wouldn't i feel like given everything we've we've seen happen would not that be appropriate i feel like why can't i have my sexuality celebrated everyone well, else is they're well, celebrated
3: well hey if you want to go out and celebrate your sexuality as a straight white woman be my guest <laughs> i i take no come,
1: pro- will, will anyone be coming to my party or will i have the most like? probably hated party in all of New York city.
3: Well, that's a good question. I'm sure you could get someone to show up probably (laughs) more people that I could show up to a straight white parade for myself, but it's because it's the victim Olympics. Everyone now is playing for gold in the victim Olympics. And the only way you win gold in the victim Olympics is to be more oppressed than the next group of people. So you can't just be a racial minority. You have to be a racial minority who's also transgender and Muslim because now I'm more oppressed than you are. This is complete nonsense. It's ridiculous we judge people on these characteristics. It shouldn't matter, but yet they force us to care. It's that old saying, you will be forced to care. And I got to be careful what I say, thanks to the censors and big tech. But it's a joke, and I don't know why we're pretending it's not.
1: It is a joke. Uh, something else is a joke, and I actually got into this last night. Um, I was on Jesse Waters. The liberals are now trying to cancel Halloween. Uh, it's happening in school districts across the country where they're saying, now, like you just mentioned, there are these different groups minority groups, ethnic groups, religious groups, socioeconomic groups who apparently now, I mean, I, I haven't heard them come out and say it, but but the liberal school administrators and board members in these school districts are coming out and saying, Halloween is offensive to them because you know maybe they don't celebrate Halloween, so we shouldn't force them to celebrate Halloween. And and also, hey, some some costumes are more expensive than others, so we would hate for a child to feel out of place because they don't have as fancy as a costume as the kid next to them. David, when I grew up, and I, I have I have to imagine things are not any different right now. You could throw a patch over your eye and you were a pirate, or you could you know put a a couple balloons on you, purple balloons. And guess what? You were a a bunch of grapes. No one is offended over Halloween. Why is it that every single morning liberals have to wake up and find something that normal, well-adjusted people are happy about and then find a reason to cancel it or make it go away? Oh, the
3: answer to that is actually shockingly simple. They hate themselves. And when people hate (laughs) themselves, they have to bring everyone down to their level. You know, you're smiling. You're having a great morning. I'm having a great morning. Was at a fun event last night? I'm flying high. Couldn't be doing any better. I have no incentive to bring people into the mud. But if you're a loser who wakes up every day wondering <laughs> to themselves, how does my life suck so bad? I'm offended by everything. I just can't get through it. You want everyone else's life to be just as miserable as yours. That's what they do. They're awful, miserable people. It's a lot of single women with a bunch of cats. They're horrible. And the we are drinking
1: boxed wine.
3: Fox wine and the men in that category have testosterone levels that are in the single digits. You couldn't win a war with those losers. If your life depended on it, let them be miserable. They want to be offended. Be
1: offended. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's, that's one reason why I was very fearful when you mentioned what might happen uh, given all of the conflict in the middle East and the fact that Americans are getting involved now. And we're not only that we're sending troops over there. I mean, I can just imagine any possible thing that could go wrong. And then we're full out declaring war and entering ourselves into it. And like you just mentioned, the men, there's no testosterone. Uh, most, a lot of them, I don't want to say a lot, some of them don't even identify as men. And those are our troops now, uh, the ones that are more obsessed with showing us how they get ready in the morning than how they prepare for battle. Uh, that's what we have representing our country. And I just can't imagine that if we are in a desperate time of need, how those people are going to serve us well.
3: Well, trust me, Charlie. I'll say this. I know some guys that serve in units that technically don't exist, and they got enough testosterone and masculinity to get any job necessary done. And the point you're making, but at the tip of the spear, those dudes are about as tough as they come.
1: Okay, good. Well, that makes me happy. And uh, I celebrate people like that. You know, David, I'm a big fan of what we call toxic masculinity over here on Outkick, though it's not actually toxic at all. It's the best kind of man. Um, So with that, uh, you are also a great man, by the way, and I am so appreciative that you came to spend your morning with me. So thank you for your insight. I hope you, I know you've already woken up in a great mood. You went to bed in a great mood, unlike the liberals. So I hope your day continues on this positive trajectory and you just have yourself a fabulous Wednesday.
3: Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate having you. See you later. All right. See ya. I'll kick the Morning we will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned.
1: Ah, it's so nice to be joined by people in the morning who are in pleasant moods, uh, because let me remind all of you, I am still in Las Vegas, so it is 5.38 in the morning, but hey, I'm in a good mood because I got to be here with each and every one of you, and that was a fun show. Uh, Now I have to prepare. We've got Power 5 today. Like I mentioned, it's going down tonight on Rumble. Uh, The prelims will start at actually, I think the whole card, uh, prelims and main card, it's 6 to 9 p.m. Vegas time. So that would be 9 to 12 Eastern time. I'm not so great at math. Sorry, that took me an extra second to uh, let it absorb in there. Uh, But I hope you guys will tune in. And then, of course, tomorrow, we've got a great show right here on Outkick the Morning. So make sure you subscribe. Also get those alerts so you don't miss any of the action. You will be notified before I go live each and every time. Also, don't forget to like. Leave a comment. Sorry I didn't get to the comment section today. We are all out of time, but hopefully that can be another little activity we get more into later on in the week. So make sure you're always leaving comments. And with that, everybody, thank you so much again for being here. And I will see all of you bright and early tomorrow morning.
3: Looking for the hottest sportsbook offers at OutKick? Find exclusive promotions, expert picks, and the latest odds. Get in the game at OutKick.com backslash bet.